Welcome everyone to the Dining Room Table Podcast, a weekly conversation that addresses taboos of the Black community. We emphasize vulnerability, transparency, and authenticity to change the narrative and stigma of self-expression in our community. I am your host, Miranda X, and this week I'm joined by Kent Osborne, also known as KO. And we're going to discuss our youth and the importance of mentoring and being present for our youth. So question, should adults be present in our children and teenager lives despite not being related to them? Should we even invest in quote-unquote at-risk and troubled youth? And should we introduce the concept of mental prison to our children? Let's talk about it. Before I begin, I want to welcome my guest, Kayon, to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm blessed. How about yourself? You know, I'm I'm great. I actually went to church today, so I feel um I feel really great, and I'm I'm feeling really good about it. So thank you for asking. How's your day going? Oh man, my day is going superb. Well, um, did you um do anything exciting, or is it a day of relaxation for you? Um, well, <clears throat> excuse me, I never really have a day of relaxation, but um. <laughs> I'm actually, it's actually exciting to me because actually I'm promoting my new book, so I went by a couple stores to see can I do a book signing, so that's always exciting. Oh, that's exciting. You know, um, there's a bookstore, um, I'm trying to think of what it's called, it was in Stonecrest, and I'm pretty sure you can do it in their mall. Stonecrest Mall? Okay, okay, they I'm going to check that out. I'm yeah, right I'm going to look up their, um, it's like the Black Book Boutique. Um, I actually think um, they started in this, uh, the Stonecrest Mall, but they ended up having a bigger location. But it's still near there, though. And so I have okay. their email somewhere in my phone. I'll connect you with them. Because oh, um, I went to them to actually even just asking them to put my book in their store, and they did. And so oh, wow. I'll plug that in for you. But that's um, that's great. Congratulations. I'm, I'm glad to actually hear that you have a new book. I'm excited to read it. Thank you. I appreciate that. So outside of your new book, um, is there anything else exciting going on in your life right now? Can you tell us about it? Yeah, well, you know, actually, I'm, I'm speaking. You know, I'm a certified uh, motivational speaker to um, Dr. Eric Thomas. And, you know, we we was at the, we the meetup together. So I know you know about them and, and how the meetups and everything go. So that's a blessing, you know, being a, a certified speaker and, you know, just running my, you know, my trucking company. Um, I'm actually uh, um, owner-operator, right, with my trucking company, so I do the driving and stuff. I haven't hired anybody yet, but that's all good because I make all the money and ain't got to worry about paying <laughs> no driver. Right. So, um, can you actually um, tell us, um, talk more about that. Um, tell the listeners about yourself. Where are you from? What do you do? What's the name of your businesses? Um, well, okay, um, a little bit, little, little bit about myself, you know, um, like I said, my name is, is Ken Osborne, better known K.O., um, lost, lost my dad at, at five and, and mom at nine and, you know, had to, deliver, had to live with my aunt till I was 14 years old and ran away from her house, you know, got into the streets and you know how it is, you, you hang around, you hang around losers, you're going to become a loser, you hang around winners, you're going to become a winner, the people you hang around play is a major important part in your life. So, you know, I got out there and I started hanging around all kind of losers and, you know, found myself in trouble. Found myself robbing, stealing, snatching purses, um, snorting powder, um, smoking weed, and, and selling drugs. And I found myself in jail at 16 years old. 
aggravated on a, aggravated assault on a police officer. Deciding that for six months after they juvicated me as an adult, that means they send you from the detention center to the big boys camp, the jailhouse. So they had me in there, and I beat the case, got out, got back into the street doing the same thing, and you know found myself in prison for the first time in my life at 19 years old. And when I was in prison at 19 years old for 25 months, I built a passion of music, rap music. Which was promoting violence, sex, drugs, and guns. The guys told me to keep it going. And I got out. Um, after, after two years, got out, got back into the street. Became a big time drug dealer. I started robbing and stealing and smashing purses and all that crazy stuff. But I started selling drugs to, so I could take that money and invest it into the music business. So that was the plan to take that money and invest it into the music business. Like I had seen Master P and um, Baby from the Hot Boys and all them do it. Like they started off as drug dealers and took their money and invested it. They made it out of it. So I was trying to follow that same path, but, you know, in, in real life, I mean, too many people make it out like that. You know, so I was trying to do right, trying to do wrong at the same time. Um, started up, um, opening up for Lil Wayne, juvenile, doing songs with Pastor Troy and Field Mob, and, you know, feeling CDs out of my truck. Can't listen. So, bro, if you want to be successful, you need to give your life to God. He said, I'm telling you, anything that you want out of life, that can happen for you, bro. God is really using you, and I'm glad that you were able to find God um, on your path. Um, I actually wanted to ask you that um, I know you do a lot of motivating um, to young men, and you inform them to get out of their mental enslavement. Um, what are some things that you had to go through to get out of your own mental enslavement? All right, the things I had to I think, well, what broke me out of my mental prison was, you know, um, like I said, when, when that guy told me to... You know, to give my life to God. And once I gave my life to God, it freed me out of my mental prison. Because I was, when I was on the street, I was thinking that, you know, um, it was supposed to be one way and one way only. Like, when I started my, my music label, when I was on the street, 
I thought that you had to sell drugs. This is my this is me being trapped inside of a mental prison. I I thought you had to sell drugs to run a record label because I knew it cost a lot of money to run a record label. So being trapped inside of a mental prison from growing up in the society I, I grew up in where all I seen around me was, you know, poverty and people selling drugs and people robbing and stealing and dookie dykes all over the streets and stuff like that. Growing up in a neighborhood like that, I thought the only way to succeed was sell drugs or rob and steal. So I sold drugs to to, to um to start my first record label when I was on the street there. When I gave my life to God, I found out it was a different way of doing things. So that's when I started a trucking company. That's when uh, my cousin told me about driving trucks. And he told me that I could make a lot of money driving trucks. So I said, okay, well, if I can make that kind of money like that, then I can make the money I need to um to be able to invest into a music label. So I started driving trucks, and then I started making the money for driving trucks. And that's how I ended up investing the money that I made into my Christian uh, record label. And that from there, everything else that you see now happened from there. I was trapped inside of a mental prison thinking that it was only the one way to do things. Right, right. And so let's rewind a bit. As a child, did you have anyone in your life um, or um, surrounded by you to teach you about the world and how to be a man? I never had that. And see, that's a major problem. And that's that's why mentors are needed and fathers are needed. And it's a shortage of, of good fathers, you know, either the father locked up or all of them um, getting killed and so the parents the mothers having to raise the kids on their own and that's a problem because to raise a man you need a man to raise a man you know so um i didn't have that i didn't have that mentorship i didn't have that person around me that would tell me hey, this is how it's supposed to be this is what you because if you want to be successful you need to go this way if you want to fail you need to go this way i didn't have nobody to, to show me how to be successful so I just took to the street and learned everything from the street. And that's why I ended up in situations that I did. So do you feel like, or and I'm talking about the, the KO as a child, did you feel like the streets was there for you? That um, in a way where your auntie and your immediate family wasn't? Like what made you not only, I, well, at least I heard you why you went to the streets, but why did you stay there? Well, the, the reason I stayed to the street because the people in the streets were showing me more love than my family was showing me. Got it. So that's got why it. I stayed in the streets. Um, what did that love look like? What were like what, what were they listening to you? They provided for you. What did that look like for you? Yeah, they were listening to me. They were providing. They were providing for me. You know, when I needed money, they gave me drugs to go and make money. When mm -hmm. I needed money, they showed me how to break the harvest to get money. When I needed money, they showed me how to pass to get money. And if you need money to eat, you need money to survive. That's what it looked like to me. That's all I knew. So, um, you ran away from your aunt's house because you said that her rules were strict and whatnot. Now, as an, a man, how would you have handled that experience differently? Or would you have? How I would have handled it differently is I would have went and talked to one of my other aunts about it. I would have went and talked to a trusted adult, uh, maybe an official, um, somebody that I could have trusted another adult. I wouldn't have never ran away from my aunt's house just like that there because when you run away, you know, you face with all kind of problems out there. You know, you face with homeless homelessness, you know, starvation. You can do whatever you can to deal with the So I, I wouldn't have never ran away um now. And so that actually goes into my next question. You have this event, you have a saying, you have a lot of um things 
in your business towards saving our youth. Um, can you tell us what's that about and why should we focus on saving our youth? Okay, the, the, save, the saving our youth is basically to keep kids out of prison and out the graveyard. Because if you look right now, you know, um, homicide is... You said homicide is what? I'm sorry? I said homicide is the second leading cause of death among amongst, amongst young people. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's, it's, it's a need to get out there and save um, these youth because they dying at at numerous rates, man, every time you turn the TV on, somebody then got killed, it's a shooting, you know, and it's happening everywhere. <clears throat> this ain't just like one city or one state. Every time you turn the TV on, it's happening all over the place. So it's definitely a need to get out here and save our youth because there's a lot of mothers crying, and I get mothers come to me all the time wanting me to, to mentor their kids, you know, and, and mothers that come and, you know, child locked up, son locked up, they want me to talk to them in prison. So, yeah, I believe it's a big need um, to save these youth. And so, why should we save our youth, though? Because we should save our youth because our youth are the future. Not just the future. They are now, right now, because you have young people that's, that's, that's doing great things right now. They're coming out with different... Just like the dude, say, Mark, Mark um, Zackenberg. You know him, right? Uh, Mark, the one that, that did Facebook? Yes, okay. All right, so he was a, he was a teenager. So he's considered a youth, right? Because he's a teenager. But look, what he, look, look at what he did. Like coming out with, with with Facebook on social media, how big that is. Mm-hmm. So it's like our youth are the future. They are right now. They are future. So that's why I think it's real important to save to save our youth. And the thing is, the the, the kids, man, they don't really know. They learn from they learn from adults. We got to teach them. You know, teach them. They don't know because they don't know everything, right? right? A lot of them think they know everything, but they don't know everything. They just kids. It's up to us as adults to be able to show them the way and teach them the way. Um, to go, so they don't end up making these these dumb mistakes that they've been making. Right, and so as a community, how um how can we work together to save our youth? Like, what does that really look like? The way we can work together, we need more mentors. We need more people coming together. Um, may, maybe like doing some community outreach, building some more boys and girls club, and just doing after school programs. Just coming together and 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 working together to help save our youth and show them. And teach them, you know, the way of how life's supposed to be. Like if you go this way, what's going to happen? If you go that way, what's going to happen? Like I always tell you when I'm speaking to them, I'm like, if I'm telling you the bridge is down, down the street, if you go that way, the bridge is out. If you go that way, you're going to find the kill yourself because the bridge is out. If you still go that way, that's foolish, right? That, that's crazy of you to do that. And I'm telling you the bridge is out. Now, if I'm telling you to go the other way, and if you go the other way, Gonna live, you're gonna be successful. The bridge, the bridge is gonna be good. So if I'm telling you now, you have to go the way that I'm telling you to go, right? So I'm telling you where to go to be successful. I'm telling you where to go to succeed. You see, you go that way. I'm telling you to that's on you. So we need more. We need more mentors coming together to be able to, to, to give the kids that kind of message and teach them the way to go. So I think that's very important for the community to come together and do that. So do you think? Um, as because you you say that mentorship is important, you think that that's one way to save our youth. But if I'm not related to these kids, or I'm not related to these children, and these children are troubled, why should I feel obligated to work with um our youth? Well, well it don't matter. You know, back in the day, they said take a village to raise to raise a child, mm-hmm. right? So back in the back in the day, it didn't matter. Like if a grown up scene. 
a child out of line, they was able to get a belt and spank that child and send them home. But when they get home, their mama was gonna beat them too. Right. So really, so really, it don't matter if if it's not your child. If you see somebody a child doing something wrong or doing the wrong thing, you need to say something. If you know the child's going out of line, and he's going the wrong way, you need to show him and teach them, teach him the right way. So that's it's still very important. So let me give you this. I was just talking to an elder. And um, I do agree with you, but let me give you a different perspective from a, from an actual elder. I was talking to an elder, and um, she was saying how, like, you, what you said is, if you see a child out of line, you need to speak up, right? Show them the right way. Right. But she was saying how right. in this generation, the children are so disrespectful, she doesn't even want anything to do with them. And so... I then began to talk to her. She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just, she, I forgot the exact word choice, but my response to her was, but people aren't disposable. And what I hear you say is you're going to just throw them away. And so what do you feel about our elders who feel like they, they may be wise, but our children and our, the generation, the young folks, um, these days are just too disrespectful to go out and help and to mentor and give advice and wisdom to. I think that's wrong for the elder to say that because you can't just give up on our children. That's just like just giving up on them. Talking about they too, they too bad. You don't want to deal with them. That's just giving up on them. You got kids out there that really want to be saved. Yeah, you know how your milk heads and stuff out there that want to do what they want to do, and you can talk to them, and and they still go out there and do something. That's just like this event I did a couple months ago, and I was real sad about it. I did an event, a saving the youth event down in um, it might have been I think it was Waynesboro, Georgia. The kid was in the back. He was in the back when I was speaking, and I see him back there in the back, slumped, slumped down, you know, with his, with his hand on his head. His mom had them brought him now. And his mom brought him because before the event, we was walking around inside the projects, handing out flyers, going door to door, telling them, hey, we got this event going on. Where are your kids at? So the mother brought her kid out. She had like five of them, you know. So I know she wanted her son to be sick because she did mom. But he like. I'm sorry, you're breaking up a little bit, K.O. Right, can you hear me now? Yes. All right. So, um, so, so, so the youth was in the back, uh, with it, with his hand on his head, like he didn't want to be there, right? So his mom brought him and her other four kids out there. So when I was speaking, I'm looking to the back and I see him, like he don't want to be there with his hand on his head. So I, I began to walk back there while I was speaking and, and looked directly at him and was kind of was speaking at the same time. And then I went on past him. How about a couple weeks later, that same kid. He went out and, and, and shot somebody and killed somebody. Now, he's in prison right now. Uh, when he's in jail, he's probably going to go to prison, most likely. He's, he's in jail right now for, for shooting somebody. So I say that to say, you're going to have some kids, you know, still they're going to hear what you're telling them, but they still going to go out and do it. But you're going to have some that want to be saved. There's some kids that want to know the way. They just ain't got nobody to show them. So yeah. I don't think that you should just give up on our kids because if you do that, you're being selfish. What about the ones that want to be saved? You know what I'm saying? And then you still can, it can be a person out there that's doing bad, and you still can talk to them and change their whole mindset right. from doing bad. So it's still worth it. I believe it's still worth it. So don't give up on our kids. And so let's talk about how you began. Um, I, I, I hear how you found God. I hear how God has saved you. What made you really start um, investing in our youth? Is it because at you, um, as a young man, um, is that why you started to um, wanting to give back in your youth? Because that's how you started? Yeah, well, well, yeah, actually, because, you know, I was doing Christian rap. 
like always was a rapper. And, you know, rap music deals with the youth. That's mostly who's going to buy the music to the kids. And when I was in the streets, I was kind of like helping to tear the streets down because of the music I was making. I was smoking violent sex, drugs, and guns. And, you know, we're telling the kids to, you know, ride with that fire and we'll kill somebody. And I, so it's kind of the kids listening to that. And they wanted to be like be like us, who, who was the rappers back then, or like me, who, who was rapping that kind of stuff back then. You know, these days, they want to be like the rappers that's talking about it right now. But I helped tear down the community by making that kind of music. So I felt that, you know, once I became a Christian, I wanted to do something positive. I wanted to help build a community back up since I helped tear it down. So mm-hmm. that gave me a passion to really, you know, um, go, go out to the youth and help save the youth. That's great. Um, Were, were you able to talk to um, that child's mom who had recently... Um, recently went out and killed someone? Were you able to reach back out to her? I wasn't able to, to reach back out to her. Like, she was in, 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 in Wayne's bed, and that's like, uh, I think like two and a half hours mm-hmm. from here. I don't really know where, she, where she's actually at. I know she's there, but I don't know a person. That's, it's okay. Do you actually go um, with your motivational speaking? Do you go into the youth detention centers and speak to the youth, or are you able to? Yeah, I've been doing that for like a couple of years, going into the detention program and going into the prison and speaking. How has like that... Even, 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 even before I came a certified speaker with, with Eric Tyler, I was already going into the, the prisons and, and um, detention centers. How's that going for you? Do you think that you're um, making a difference in their lives? Do you see that? Has someone ever told you that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah that's going real good because a lot of them kids that are school down right now, like we just did... about um this concept of um prison is in your mind so we're not talking about actually physically being in prison anymore you talk about prison of the mind can you um tell us more about that what does that mean Mm. But once God freed me out of my mental prison, it allowed me to stand up that 
Mm-hmm. So, now, so now that God is working through me, he works through me, he's in me, he's working through me. So I'm able to free other people out of their mental prison, right? And I want to understand about that physical prison. And God is the one who gives us power. When I say prison to power, God gives us power. He gives us power over our finances, over our relationships, over life. He gives us power over everything. And so that now that he, he's giving me the power over everything, I'm able to give other people the power over everything because he works, he works through me. He's in me. But that's basically what prison to power uh, means. And so those are the questions that I um, wanted to ask you. And I wanted to transition. Um, before I transition, did you have anything in addition to add? Um, No, not really. Well, no, thank you. And I really do appreciate you. Like as I, as I reflect um, on my childhood days and as a youth growing up, I didn't have um, a father figure growing up. I didn't really get into um, trouble or, or much trouble, but I know when I got to college and um, I would see, uh, I guess, positive black men um, in um, in their roles, I would really kind of grasp and attach um, to their energy. And I really did appreciate them and not in a romantic sense, just like I, I appreciated um, their entire existence for actually, you know, walking in excellence. And so I know that a lot of young women and young men, probably, I can't speak for the men. Um, but as a woman, I know that we appreciate you and I'm thankful that you are not only talking to the young men, but you're also talking to the young women as well. So I just wanted to say thank you on that. And then I want to transition into, um, my next segment. I call this, um, I am what I am, but who am I? And so what I would like to do is I would like to ask you three questions. Um, and with these three questions, you only have a minute to answer and you can only respond in one to three words. Does that make sense? In one, three words. One to three uh, words. So you can only. So oh, one to two, one to three words. Yeah. And then, so I'm going to give you an example. And then each time I ask you this question, you have to um, give a different response each time. And so, for example, if I said, K.O., what do you like? So tell me, what do you like? But only in one uh, um, one of three words. I like speaking. <laughs> there you go. So speaking, what do you like? Getting on stage. What do you like? talking out loud okay and so you only have 20 seconds to answer um each question so i'm giving you third um three questions you only have 20 seconds to answer each question okay and so if you can answer them as quick as you can that's all right if it takes you some time that's all right too okay do it do it got to be can it be two words it could be two it doesn't have to be it could be one word it could be two words it can't be no more than three words all right all right so my first mm-hmm. question is, who are you? Man of God. Who are you? Motivational speaker. Who are you? Empowerment. Who are you? Inspiration. Who are you? Powerful. But really, who are you?
One more. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a mentor. I'm a mentor. Okay. <laughs> I'm moving on. Who are you pretending to be? Myself. Who are you pretending to be? A coach. Who are you pretending to be? Life coach. Who are you becoming? Powerful. Who are you becoming? All right, time. Are you still there? KO, can you hear me? Yeah, I can't think of that last one. It's okay, it's okay, time. It, it, um so um that that's a new segment I included into my podcast. Um what did you think about it? The questions that were asked. I think there were some good questions. <laughs> Any questions stood out to you? Um, when you said, who are you? Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Why? Because that's, that's important. That's important to me questions because I think it's important to not only understand um, who you are but it's important to understand um, you know who are you pretending to be who are you becoming who um, where have you been in order to really understand where you're going and I think that people should do a, um, internal reflection and so I will also say when you're working with the youth that's a great question to ask the youth because a lot of times and this is what I was saying to the elder she was like um she was making it sound so easy. She was like, oh, the youth just need to go out and do what they need to do, do what they want to do, and blah, 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 and just stay out of trouble. And I said, well, it's easy for them to do something positive when they do know what they want to do, right? I said, however, mm-hmm. some of these youth or most of these youth don't know what they want. A lot of them right. are yep. just surviving. And so if we could teach our children how to get out of that survival mindset, then we probably can have a different story when we're talking about disrespect and them causing a ruckus in the community. I said, but don't you think it's our responsibility to help them um, find out what is it that they want to do? Like, let's stop asking mm-hmm. them to like, why are you always getting in trouble or stay out of trouble? How about what problems do you want to solve in the world? Right? What are you passionate about? How can I help you? You know, because I think a lot of us sometimes come from a judgmental um, um, perspective or um, we're trying so hard to discipline our kids, but we're not really speaking to to them. We're speaking at them, but not with them, right? And so, right, right. Uh, so that's all I wanted um, to add. That, that question, mm-hmm. that question stood, another question that stood out to me was like, when you said, who are you pretending to be? Mm-hmm. That question stood out. Like, what, what, what was, what was behind 
that question. Like, who are you pretending to be? So it's a couple of things. So a lot of times when someone asks you, right, well, who are you pretending to be? Uh, people are quick to say, I'm not pretending to be nobody, right? And that's the ego speaking. Um, and mm-hmm. and what that goes out and what I say um, for me is, one, I pretend to be, um, I pretend to be who I want to be, right? And so even though I'm not there yet, I pretend to be um, a mentor, a coach, and not saying that I'm falsely advertising. It's just I'm trying to manifest what I want to be. But then mm. other times, um, I could pretend to be happy. You know, I'm not I'm not happy all the time, but I could pretend to be, and so or I could pretend to be patient when I'm really not. And so there's things that I have to be aware of. And so with all of these questions are really awareness questions, right? It's reflection, um, doing inner size and really understanding. Um, if I'm aware of who I'm pretending to be, I could challenge myself on those things. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Self-awareness is something I'll talk about, too, with the youth. But yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and so um, I want to transition into asking, what advice do you have for young men who make bad decisions because they feel like that's the only... Hold on, I'm sorry. I'm stumbling on my words. What advice do you have for young men who make bad decisions because they feel they have to in order to survive? Well, advice I give them that is that you made... Because you have made bad decisions, you still can get back on the right track, you know, because I've made bad decisions and got back on the right track. So you need to keep with, you know, mentors, you know, somebody that's, that you see that's, that's doing the right thing and let them guide you on going the right way. And I heard that you, you had said something um, earlier and I wanted to, I wanted to come in on it, but I was waiting till you got done. And it, it was something along the lines where, where um, like, then you need they need to see somebody that come that came out of their neighborhood from where mm-hmm. they from that's making it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That they made it, that's doing something positive, that's doing uh, something successful because it'll let them know a thing. He or she came from where I came from and she right. was able to be successful. If she can do it coming out of that place, I can do it. So they need to see more of that. They need to see people coming up out of them kind of situations and being successful because it gives them hope and inspiration. Right. So that's and that was I think you answered my follow up question as adults. Right. Our our youth need to see a reflection of them to know that they can um, make it as well, because I know I talk about that in education and the importance of representation. And so if you came or for me specifically, I was raised in a single parent household, low income family. I didn't have a father figure in my life. First generation high school graduate, college graduate. um, And then I was able to get my master's. So I have mm. to not, Congratulations. thank you. Thank you. So I have to go back and at least not only share my story, but make sure that I'm um, reachable right to the youth so they can um, know that I'm here as well. And so I can be somebody that I did not have growing up. And so those adults, I think that it's important for us to understand that we can't be selfish in our success, but we also have to give back so our children can be hopeful and so we can eliminate um, the trouble and everything that's going on and the chaos that are going on in our communities. Our children just need help. And like you said um, earlier, it takes a village. And so we cannot right. um, neglect our 
um, communal responsibility that we have, um, especially if we want to see change, right? We got to be the change. Um, Amen. So I appreciate that. Can you please tell the listeners um, where they can follow you on social media and how they can support you on your journey? Yeah, you can follow me at um, www.kentosborne.com. That's my personal website where you get all my, you know, got my books on there, my music, um, all my speaking engagements that I've been doing, reaching the youth testimonials. So you can go to the website and find everything on social media. You can go to Facebook um, slash Kent Osborne 35. You can find me on that. You can find me on YouTube under Kent Osborne. You can also find me on Instagram under Ken Osborne. You can find me on Twitter under Ken Osborne. Everything is basically my name. You can find everything on that. And also, you can go to iTunes and, and find my music, my Christian rap music. Got CDs on there. And you can go to Amazon and, and um, find my book, which is called From Prison to Power. And then how can they support you as well? Or is it can they just support you by following you? They can support me by going to, um, like, if you want to make a donation, towards the Prison to Power um, nonprofit organization. And basically, your donation will help us to be able to continue, you know, these tours, these Prison to Power tours, where we're going into different cities, reaching the, the youth. So you can go to www.prisontopower.org and make a donation on that website. Have you also released the new title of your new book? I haven't released the okay. title of the new book yet. <laughs> okay. I was like, yeah, tell us that too. <laughs> but it probably most likely will be available um, on your website when all that good stuff come out. But please follow my friend Kent um, on all his platforms and really just support him on his journey. And always, I, I always say support. You may know somebody that can... Um, um, support him or you uh, may not have the money and the capacity to um, support him but you may know someone who can so please follow and share and um, I know he'll really appreciate that and as for me you can always find me on Instagram at Miranda X that is M-A-R-O-N-D-A-X and at DR Table Talks for exclusive content and videos on this podcast. Um, I always say if you enjoyed what you heard today and you found it to be extremely helpful to you or someone you know, you can support me by subscribing, sh- sharing this episode, and leaving reviews. Other than that, I'll see you next time. Thank you, KO. Thank you.